0: The NBA season is heating up and Kevin O'Connor and Chris Vernon have got you covered on The Mismatch. They discuss all the news, the trends, and transactions happening around the league. They also offer their on-court
1: analysis and occasionally get into heated debates. Check out The Mismatch on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training
1: We love all the fans. Yeah, we do.
3: That's really true. We do love
1: you guys. Ronnie just saved the day. I had we use these handheld recorder things. They say Zoom. I don't know what they are. They're fancy. I had it plugged into the wrong side. It was not picking up any audio. So save the day. More valuable member on the team than him. You show me a more valuable member, I'll show you a liar. That's what I'll tell you right now. Thanks for saving the day. Here's the deal. Mom comes into town today. I've not seen my mother in like a year and a half. Oh, I bet boy. it's pushing I bet actually, I bet it's pushing more than that.
3: Really? Yeah. I feel like I saw her sooner than that.
1: Yeah, but you don't tell the truth. Um, No. It's been a long. Yeah, it's been a long time. So mom flies in. Hannah's actually picking them up right now. Her and my stepfather are coming to town for the week. I'm excited. Here's mom's order of operation when she gets in town. She already told me. She's like, (laughs) she's great too. Just a typical like Italian lady from Boston. From Boston. Okay. Yeah. Here's yeah. Just pick us up. We'll swing to the market. I'll do some shopping. We'll come home (laughs) and start cooking.
2: Perfect.
1: Mom's oh. in the kitchen. Here's my, here's my dream scenario. By 3 o'clock, my mother is in my kitchen with, like, the Godfather <laughs> soundtrack just quietly <laughs> playing in the background. She's just going to town on meatballs, spaghetti.
3: Is that what the dinner situation is? Little
1: known fact. What can else we, would it be? Can we talk about that? Can I talk yeah, about you, that? Yeah, I'm coming you, over? your family. You were invited over for dinner. I'm, I'm never happy with that either. I don't like to share that stuff. I am so my mother, excited. I know everybody says this. My mother is the – Jesse can attest to this. She has the best Italian cooking on the planet, period. Not even debatable.
3: I will say of all the mothers, the Italian mothers cooking I've had, she is – not close. She is the best. She is the
1: reason I only get chicken parmesan when I go out because you can't screw up fried chicken. But I don't get anything else if we go out to Italian ever.
3: I will say that it is kind of uncomfortable around dinner time because you make it a little weird about – like I have to consciously think – how many meatballs did I get out of the sauce when I put it on my plate?
1: Because I know you're counting. And a few months ago when we got together, I will freeze stuff. She cooks in quantity when she is here. Yep. People are like, man, we were already sick of the dogs. And I get here with this kid's family. <laughs> what is happening? Are you guys can talk about anything on the car. No sure. car talk today. No, if that's what you want. Go this is no a words. nonsense. Episode. Go listen to one of these other boring people. Um. Yeah. Last time. She cooked a ton of food, like pounds, just like two years ago. Pounds and pounds of food. You people came over, yep. you, your wife and child. Yep. I don't know, it's been a year or so now. I don't, I don't remember <laughs> oh, what it God. was. We had it in the freezer. We took it out. We're like, perfect, meatball dinner. Your kid <laughs> did not finish the meatball. So what happened again, the next time I said, here's the deal. You're on a count. You finish one meatball, that's a, you get another one. But we're not doing this thing, load up, walk around the table. No. Finish what's on your plate. That's the only time I care about what your kid does I my would house. like
3: to clarify that that meatball did get eaten by me. Not it the did, point. You had it already reached your go quota.
1: <laughs> I don't need He's, you over here covering for your kid. So here, that's You know how large that
3: child is. She yep. could have eaten She's tall. Meatball. You
1: can't call her large. You well, no. The
3: no, no, girl no, no, is tall. She's in the 99th percentile for height. She she's has a giant. been every year. She's been looking me eye
1: to eye since she was For a seven-year-old,
3: she's so very big. And she needed that meatball.
1: And here's the other thing she does, which all kids probably do this and I never care. Have a bite, run around, you know, (laughs) do a puzzle. Tonight, when you're at the table, you will finish what's on your plate and you do not get anything else. The dogs are spending the day at daycare. They're getting a bath. Oh my! We clean. We scrub baseboards. We scrub down. We dusted the. Your mom doesn't here. care about. She's
3: not going to be. Watching she has bad
1: all allergies. They're hypoallergenic, oh, yeah. but you never know. Sometimes it's mental. So I will That's say it. that Charlie's excited to see left. your
3: mom, and it's going to be a great time. You want um, to get to
1: anything else before we, we're done? I, I'm good. I was going to take the day off, actually, but I don't know if you can take it. I feel weird taking a day off from podcasting because you don't do anything. So. I was
3: going to ask you about uh, days off, but we have four days off this year. Uh, we haven't used one of them, so let's use them sparingly.
1: Here's the thing, too. If you ever want to use a day off, just let us know. We'll get a fill-in for the day, like a fill-in I like would guest never guy. use
3: a day off. Here's no, the thing. Yeah. Why don't you take that the day off? Takes, I'll run this thing.
1: Guy takes four days off a week from Dell. Are you kidding me?
3: no. I work very uh, hard. All right.
1: Let's Are we going to talk about anything card related? I think
3: we should just because of the name of the show
1: over the past few days.
3: So. I think we should go ahead and just pause because I feel like every time we pause, Ronick pops in and he's like, hey, guys, I got a guest in the waiting room. Ronic,
1: is there any guest planned today? Because I don't it's not the day for you. it's just not the day. Me. Ronic, be straight with us.
3: That's the one you told me about. Nothing else. You know? OK, Hector's okay. going to
1: come on. Talk soccer. That's fine.
3: We got some soccer talk people. OK, because uh, after or the Hawks attempt. win, I was just like, oh, Bill's back. bills He's a regular until the Hawks are out. That was my my prediction.
1: Man, people do not like how Bill used to hate on Trey Young a lot. <laughs> that has come up frequently.
3: Listen, we all say things in the past that we forget about, and then it gets rubbed in our face because we're on a national podcast.
1: i tell you what I said in the past. I believe on the first two episodes of the show, Embiid will choke in the playoffs and get hurt or not be reliable. Hey, Philly fans.
3: Embiid's coming back, though.
1: Embiid's... Maybe no, they he said he's coming back. I, every time he jumps, I think he's going to break his leg. <laughs> Literally every time. I just... He's it's got good, bird just too bones. bad He is... Hey, Philly fans, listen closely. Oh, boy. He hmm. is unbelievably talented, though. He is ridiculously good. Okay. Ridic- and I, like a moron, months ago said, oh, he's a liability to free throw line. I was meaning to talk about Simmons like that, but <laughs> Embiid, clutch as it gets. Yep. Simmons is a total... I, I feel bad. Ben Simmons, the basketball okay. player, not Bill Simmons. Not Bill, okay. Is phenomenal, but his free throw shooting is so horrid, he's almost a liability. Like at the end of the game, they was a hack of, hack of Simmons. It's oh, too I bad. saw
3: that. I saw that hashtag. Did you watch some of the game? Uh, no, I don't have any of the cable channels. Oh, I, I saw wanna...
1: that. Did you watch it? No. <laughs> yeah, no, okay. no, no. I, saw, oh, I saw the
3: hashtag. I said Twitter. All
1: Valuable right. Valuable input. So Indy this ahead. week. You know what? I actually was thinking we should get Indy on here once in a while. Maybe like a little phone in. Give him a little credit. I wonder if he wants to be on. This was his best report of all the work he's done for the show. This was the best one, I thought. So I, I just know. told it him. It seems
3: good, but he does a lot of good work. So
1: I, I don't like, want to. I'm just kidding. He does great. <laughs> I, I did. T- and he's like, man, I get ridiculed of now. Um, now. So we had him just kind of pull up some pricing just because with the NBA, I feel like hey, now's the time where you're going to see like super brief windows of things going up, down, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he sent over, what, six?
3: There's nine guys on this thing. OK, let's get moving then, because I'm going
1: to be done with the show in nine minutes. By all the right. time Hector calls in, I want to be off air.
3: You're so. only thinking about meatballs at this point. Once your mother is in the air, that's all All on the OK, mind.
1: here's what I want you to do. Give me the Devin Booker breakdown, because Booker, to me, played as good as anybody in the first round. Unbelievable. Okay.
3: All right. Um, It's kind of hard to see. I think this is a 2015 Panini Prism. Uh, 2015. Yeah, PSA, PSA 10. Is
1: and, and just a heads up, I think almost all these cards we use were Prism just because it gives you the overall sense of the yes of everything, not ultra high end. Obviously, ultra high end is its own market.
3: But. Yeah, I'll indicate when it's a tops Chrome because I think there's a couple of those. Um, but the Booker card, card value on card ladder is uh, $866 up from $638 on June 2nd, which I guess was the last sold before that. Total population, not bad. 1,432 cards out there that have been graded as a 10.
1: So here's the other thing about Booker, which, if you go to just the players feature on Card Ladder, I think he has like 15 or 20 cards on Card Ladder. Monthly change.
3: Card Ladder? (laughs) You just said like Card Ladder, like five times. I feel like we're over pushing it, but it's a good question. Do I mute
1: Jesse or do you do that? He does that. (laughs) Monthly change for Booker down 12%, but his weekly change, he's up 26%. He's he's way up. Played great. He's a guy. So, the Booker thing is a nice example of somebody being way up. Uh, again, about 25% or almost all of his rookie stuff. Another just brief note, because I was looking at this too, LaMelo ball stuff is up right now too, 15% across the board on card ladder.
3: Why? Why do you think?
1: I don't really know. LaMelo. No I mean, because
3: he's out. I Yeah, I find that. But Booker stuff on
1: fire makes a lot of sense. There wasn't as much hype with him as other guys. He's kind of that second tier, although not anymore. Now he's an absolute star. Um, just dismantled the Lakers. Upside for Booker, I mean, that Booker-Denver series, I mean, the Phoenix-Denver series, I think is going to be a really good one. Um, I just, the way they struggled with Dame, obviously Chris Paul is not nearly as much of a score as Dame is, but I'm not sure what you do to slow Booker down the way he's playing right now. I mean, he, he is on fire. The dude he's playing is the next guy on my list here, who I've been high on for a while, is the Joker.
3: Yes, yes.
1: Um, so what do you have for joker stuff on that sheet? So
3: joker stuff um it looks like uh, before today last card sold was uh $1056 back on May 30th. However, uh when that was that was up 18%, 18% over the last 2 weeks. Um today it's one sold for 1025, so a little less, but then another sold for 1125. So I mean that's like averaging another What, $1075? So that's up another 25 bucks on average. It's not bad. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know if this is a sign of the market leveling out because we've seen, it seems like lately we've seen nothing but downward trends. But to see cards going up for guys who aren't currently, you know, in the playoffs, like Ball and, well, Joker was, but.
1: Yeah, it seems like some things have at least started to come back a little bit and level off, which has been nice to see. Um, Western Conference Finals is a big deal for either one of those teams. I mean, I think the Nuggets were expected to maybe get there at the beginning of the year, but certainly not once Joe Murray went down. So them going this far, I think would be nice for Joker prices. Of the two, I'm sticking with Joker. I still think they're going to win that series. Um, I do. I don't know why. I just think Joker's going to absolutely ball out. Michael Porter Jr. played really, really well, too, the last couple games. I think they're going to win that series. So okay. um, we're going to skip some of these things, too. Now, I, I just don't I don't really care a ton. Um, he's got some LeBron James stuff. LeBron James stuff is down about 20 percent. So we like need to talk about it. We haven't I got talked about murdered it. Murdered on LeBron James stuff, by the way. I've been posting on social about it.
3: I know. For those who don't follow the rantings of our social media. No, you're not. Mike is in not the show. Mike's not having a, a happy time about it.
1: I'm glad I bought all that stuff for a long term. Hold or flip because. If you're looking to just sell out of LeBron right now, you're gonna get crushed. Um, I don't know where the floor is. I think we're close to it because it's already dropped twenty percent. Like I don't think there's it's already dropped twenty percent from the somewhat dip it was in. So I don't think you're gonna see like all of a sudden things are gonna be half of what they are now. Um, so if you if you believe in LeBron long term stuff, like I do, I think still long term it's a good deal. It's actually not a terrible time to buy LeBron. I was about to
3: say now I think if you believe in him still having some kind of career left, then yeah.
1: Yeah, Which and I mean, even just that post career is going to be monstrous. How many more years do you think he has? I Maybe mean, a few more. Honestly, if he wasn't injured this year, and if a- injuries killed that team, I don't yeah. think LeBron's ankle was 100. percent If AD stays healthy, I think they beat the Suns in five or six games, honestly, and probably go to the championship.
3: Okay. Um, I was going to say too, his card is one of the most expensive cards ever sold. Right? Like um, some of the three, LeBron's yeah,
1: are crazy money. Yeah. Yep. What do you? That much, market is not affected. Okay, like the, I was going to high like, end rookie exquisite stuff. Yeah, it's selling for millions. The millions zero effect. Okay, nope, none. That okay. is a totally. That's why like people would say, oh, the LeBron market is down. Yeah. the LeBron super high end market completely unaffected. by I those.
3: was curious, like, are people losing legit millions of dollars all of a sudden? No, because of that? no but, one's okay. no one's
1: buying those to be like, oh, I'm going to flip this. Like, it's yeah. just not. Um, here's the one. I'm taking my victory lap now. I don't not, no Trey Young talk today. <laughs> I told, before the playoffs, my prediction was we're going to see Lillard go absolutely nuts, ball out, he's going to spike after a game or two, you sell him then because they're not going to win a series.
3: And?
0: I think
1: Indy's research (laughs) showed that. There was a minor spike the night of the game five when he had 55 points. It absolutely went insane. I mean, he could not play any better. There's nothing else he can do aside from have more help on the team. Um, Dude balled out. It was unbelievable. His stuff spiked just that night almost 20%. Since then, it's back down about 20%. It's back down to where it was. So the Lillard market's never gonna tank. But for these guys who are like, this is the year, not until he gets a legit number two there or leaves the team. Um, boom. Geo Gem. Geo Gem. Yeah, ro- why do we that's a thing. I like a Geo Gem. Boom, roasted. <laughs> Where's Angela? I didn't see you behind that <laughs> grain of rice. Boom, roasted.
3: Oh my goodness. Hang on. Before we go on, I just have a nonsense sure. comment to make. Please. I had such intense office dreams, like the show The Office, okay. that I legit cried in my dream. And I woke up and I don't know if I cried for sure I or not, good. but it felt like tears in my like I dreamed that the office had a dreamt. few extra episodes. You dreamt. Dream it. You never correct me on my grammar. You dream it. That could be, that could be right, but it's you still don't do it. It's hard to uh, say. Uh yeah. Anyways, it's it, it was devastating. Continue with your
1: comments. Never seen the show. Uh, Kawhi, man, I was rooting hard for Luca. Shout out David Lara. He works for David's on our our production team. Actually, I don't really. Ronick, what does David do here? I don't actually know. David's uh, on our social team. Social team. There you go. Heck of a guy. Heck of a David's a, a big fan. I was pulling for Luca, man. i re- after the first quarter too. I thought this is nice. I may actually make a few bucks here. No. No, I didn't, and those cards are not going to come back. He still
3: did what? He had, like, 40 something points. he played unbelievable. Yeah. He's
1: another guy. He's in the Dame situation. He plays for a great—he plays unbelievable. Not enough help on that team. And the Clippers, honestly, aside from the the Nets, the Clippers, to me, are the best team, should be the best team going forward. Okay, so
3: that's my thing. Like, I've been noticing as I'm looking on the playoff, like, like, who's scoring the most points? I'm noticing some of these teams, such as the Clippers— they don't have anybody like going crazy as far as like Kawhi Leonard, you know. Went nuts. Well, he did twenty eight points in that game. Yeah, I but mean before
1: that, he put up he put up huge numbers.
3: Well, I'm just saying, like there are games like this a lot of times where you have multiple people getting like upper teens, twenties of points, and then you look at the Mavericks and Luka you had and Luka. a bunch of scrubs. Exactly. Is that? I mean, that's why the clip that that's, that's exactly the same with,
1: same with Portland game okay. putting up 55. The rest of the team's average, even CJ McCollum. I'm so sick of CJ McCollum fans, please. But that's the same thing with the Mavericks. But then you look at the Clippers. Morris had an awesome game yesterday. His three point shooting in the third is what separated them in that game. Kawhi is, is your legit star. Paul George, who when he shows up for the playoffs, which is not often, plays very well. The, the Clippers are just a much better overall team. So, yeah, it just hurts. But Kawhi stuff is moving I mean, I think Kawhi stuff is up just under 10% in the past two weeks is what it showed us. Again, specifically that Prism card. But now out West, I mean, I would think the Clippers are as much a favorite to come out of the West as anybody at this point. That's the best team to me. So You were calling them early on, right? Or no? Yeah, the Clippers are – you called the Clippers. I had the Lakers. You called the Clippers. That's right. And it feels good.
3: It feels really good.
1: Uh, Joel Embiid stuff is actually down over the past two weeks. Uh, there's been no playoff spike for him, no playoff bump at all. You think it's the injury? Want, I just think people are nervous. So he got injured, and I think people are worried he's going to get injured again. And now with the Hawks going up one nothing, it's interesting. Here's our last note, then we're going to get to uh, to Hector, because I do want to talk some soccer. Um, you know, it's funny, I don't even know Hector's last name. Hector has a soccer podcast. He's very intelligent on the soccer card side of things. We had Chris Ryan on already, who just knew the actual sport of football. football. Uh, Hector knows both, but Hector's super intelligent with the wax in the single side. Well, um, Trey young base cards, Mr. Simmons, I know you're taking your victory <laughs> lap and Trey's like the second coming of Larry bird. Trey young base cards are stagnant. They're down about 5%. Honestly, that's indicative of to me, more of people hate base. Now this, this perceived thing. Um, but his silver is up about 11% silver PSA tens, which is perfect. It should be. There are still going to be some price jumps along the way. I just don't know. I don't think anybody knows exactly who they are. Um, but I do like Joker. I think they're going to beat the Suns. You know, I have a horrible feeling with the Jazz and the Clippers now. I like Kawhi out of everybody in that whole series. And then Trey Young, I don't think he's a bad buy. I'm not going to give Simmons credit for that because he's not been a good buy as of now. But as of right now, if you think they're going to beat the Sixers, which they could, not a bad buy. And I'm just all in on KD. And You won't hear me say anything else about it. So There you go. And then the last one, Giannis stuff has stayed stagnant. They lost game one. Harden is out game two, by the way, which is not good.
3: What was that? Was that a groin injury or was that uh, a hamstring. thigh? Hamstring, yeah. The other okay. side,
1: of the, the back side yeah. of the thigh. Some I know it, it, it was the lower fr- half. Yeah, the forgotten side. If this was in <laughs> hockey, they just say it's a lower body injury. I like that they do that. Smart the guy's foot got cut off because he got run over by a tractor trailer. <laughs> lower body injury. <laughs> he'll, be, he'll be back next game. He's fine. Back for game three. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they can beat the Bucks in a series without Harden. I hope I'm wrong. I've been wrong about every series that's fed affected me negatively financially so i'm guessing kd is going to break his leg i feel like you right now every one of my investments belly up i don't we're going to read tomorrow i don't want to talk K, about it kd got a boli from a mcdonald's drive-thru or something I'm i you, do i do feel
3: bad because i feel like i'm partially responsible even though i know that doesn't make sense i somehow no no feel you responsible. are partially responsible no doesn't you you
1: fair. are who you hang around this is my <laughs> this is my curse and yet i'm i'm succeeding in
3: life and here we're meeting in the middle we're pulling in a real uh this is a costanza, the costanza this is a real opposite. Costanza. yep oh yep. man i'm costanza and you're elaine who's jerry in this situation well
1: jerry's the break-even guy <laughs> yeah he's always even. That jerry 20- ronick is jerry <laughs> that's fair Ronick, are you a seinfeld fan Yeah, I love Seinfeld. Uh, Hector's here. I'm going to let him in, okay? Let Hector in. I'm sick of Hector coming and going. I don't know what Hector's doing. All right, we're going to cut off, actually. Hector Castro is here. He's from Card... Is it Card Cracks Podcast? What's the actual name here, Hector?
0: Card Cracks Podcast, absolutely, but I'm also on AGS Card Cracks as well.
1: There you go. Now, you people are wondering, why is Hector Castro here at all? Jesse doesn't know, because I didn't tell him why. I I read the Twitter feed. I I know Hector from from, uh, uh, Clubhouse. Hector has some mean football knowledge. Not to be confused with soccer knowledge, which is an entirely different thing. Yes. Hector, we're ready for your wisdom. Mom's coming to town, she's cooking meatballs. We got like 8 to 10 minutes for you and I'm excited. Wait, 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 wait. I want to the intro. A, I that was give it right there.
3: Slight direction. That was Hector. the whole intro. <laughs> oh no, god. Hector, just give us a little direction. Who should we be looking out for card-wise value guys who are undervalued right now? MLS first.
1: Let's go MLS. Oh, MLS. Stand down, about? Jesse. Let him talk for God's
3: sake.
0: MLS is one of the only actual sport, uh, soccer cards that are actually rising pricing. Um, a lot of the cards are holding value, especially the young guys. Um, okay. MLS is a great time to buy right now uh, because uh, a lot of these young guys, that are going uh, the MLS is going to be a selling league for the next few years. Uh, so you have guys like uh, Daryl D.K., Brendan Aronson, that have rookie cards in MLS. Uh, basically, that Bowman set that came out last year, it was an online sale only. Uh, they're a small little black box. If you look on eBay, I think they're going for like 130, 150, something like that. Weren't these box. like 20 bucks? They were 20 bucks when they first came out. Yeah, man. Nobody Sheesh. knew about it. Wow. And it was loaded. It was there, it was Bowman's version of uh, MLS. So all the prospects were in there. It was just loaded with great, great players. Uh Daryl DK, Brendan Aronson, uh John Luca. Lucio, uh, Brian Reynolds before the transfer, uh, and there's guys that are on the way out of MLS going to those big leagues. Like Dante Sealy, right now is in play for FC Dallas. He's at PS, uh, PSV right now, training. Uh, he should probably get a look. Reggie Cannon, obviously, he's on a national team. He played last night. He'll be uh, he'll be one of those guys moving to a bigger club from the
3: Portugal club that he was in. Kate Cowles, an 18 year old playing for
0: San. Jose. Does
1: Hector talk faster than me? By the way, I. Hector came on here with a point to prove.
3: I don't blame Hector. I say, you you said just let him go. I'm sorry. And you gave no direction. He's doing like great.
1: Him. He just talks fast. Yeah, it's good. But I
3: said, I got <laughs> to pack this place with info.
1: Yeah. Hey, real I, one thing you said at the beginning here, Hector. Um, the sell-off thing. I actually had no clue what this was. So guys will start in the MLS, and if they prove themselves here, the league literally moves these players to these Euro clubs because they get a ton of money back. But the true rookies would be with their MLL, MLS squad. Is that Correct. is that like the basic understanding?
0: Yeah, basic basically two players, well, which we saw last night. We saw Giovanni Reyna and Weston McKinney. They were MLS players. They were in the they, but they were in their farm system. Okay, so they were in the youth academy teams. They got signed by teams overseas without having a pro contract. So because of our stupid rules here of eligibility with the NCAA and all that crap that they have there, they basically signed away for free. They didn't get paid a dime for those players. Obviously, now they're some of the best players in the world. That changed their strategy after that. They started signing all these young players now to contracts, so they actually have them under contract. And then you contract. can sell them. Now they can sell them, correct.
1: Okay.
0: They're doing really well overseas. So now all of a sudden people are like, hey, well, these guys are actually doing pretty good here. Maybe there's more talent. Now you're seeing Brendan Aronson, Caden Kate, Kate Clark. All these guys are now going overseas and uh, getting signed by these big clubs. Uh, Kenny Clark's still here. He's playing for the uh, Red Bull right now, but they have that lineage that's going to go overseas uh, next season, probably. Uh, and you're just starting to see that big. This past signing period was the first time that you saw a lot of MLS guys go to Europe. But now uh, this coming one is probably going to be even bigger.
1: So let me ask you this. You mentioned the boat. So is it 2020 Bowman, the product you were talking yeah, about?
0: It was Bo- so- Bowman.
1: So it's gone from, it's gone up six X already from 20 bucks to 120, 130 at 130 bucks.
0: best part about soccer is that nobody's really, nobody's been really paying attention to it. And you've been able to get really good pricing on a lot of these boxes and a lot of these singles for a long period of time. And now all of a sudden people are looking and the market has increased, but still relatively inexpensive compared to your basketballs
1: and your footballs. So are you a buy at 130 bucks on this product?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I personally haven't bought one recently uh, because I have so much already, but I was a buy all the way up. Yes. And I, I probably will buy a couple more before they even get higher.
1: Interesting. Now, let me ask you another question. Now, this whole Euro Cup. I'm sorry, Chris Ryan. I forgot a lot of what Chris Ryan said. It's been a long time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, is it the Euro Cup? The Euros? What is this thing coming up?
3: Euros, like? it's okay. the Euros 2021. Don't ask if Americans play in the Euro Cup. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was a, I thought that was a valid question. Last Is that wrong? Okay so when does this euro start is it start it starts in a couple of weeks doesn't it
0: this weekend i believe this weekend euro start um, also copa america and south america starts so we're going to start seeing a lot of major action in soccer again outside of the uh, club competition these are all national teams um, this is the best of the best so a lot of your big name players are going to be playing for their national team it's going to be a fun it's going to be really fun to watch a ton of soccer and i'm hoping that this gives a good kick in the ass in the market to start selling and buying cards again um, just like the regular market, everybody's been scared um, and been kind of watching the values go down because everybody wants a deal now. Uh, but I have a feeling that once these guys start scoring and they start playing again, and uh, even last night, you see a big trend in USA cards this morning. Uh, you're going to see that across the board once these guys start uh, get nailing some goals.
1: See, I was happy to hear you say that too, because me and Hector talked today. He's not as nice to me on Clubhouse, but we did talk. <laughs> and he was telling... So so M- or soccer in general has kind of seen the same thing. The top few guys, the Luca Zion types, have seen a big decline in their base pricing, just because there's a lot of it, although there's not nearly as much uh, soccer stuff, anything, as there is NBA. But a lot of those guys started dipping. So let me ask you this, Hector. Euro start, you have a couple names of guys just in general. You think their card stock's about to be on the rise from what's going to happen with the Euro thing?
0: And that's the best part about soccer, is that there's so many opportunities out there. Soccer's really hard because you have to do a lot of research. You have to know your stuff, because there's so many games and stuff. But yeah, Mbappe, great buy right now. I mean, his prism's going for eight hundred dollars, which is in, an insult. What did he at? Wasn't it two grand? He, last summer he was even higher. I mean, last summer he was on fire. I mean, it was disgusting, and now it's only to eight hundred dollars. I mean, I'm holding on to a bunch, a couple of PSA tens myself. Um, Erling Holland has he was overpriced. He's still holding good value, but he's dropped. Uh, obviously, you have, Neymar is. Re- Ridiculously criminally cheap right now. I mean, he's been cheap for a while, but he's having dropped even more. Um, obviously, your Messi's and Ronaldo's, they're all dropping as well. I mean, all the big guys are dropping right now, so they're good buys across the board. But there's a lot of young talent coming up overseas as well. Jal Felix is as un- a forgotten guy. He's, he's, he's at a great price point. Jaden Sancho is looking at a possible transfer this summer. That's an also great buy right now as well. So I mean there's a ton of guys right now if we did a little homework Jude Bellingham England Phil Foden there's a ton of opportunity Marcus Rashford I mean these guys are all at great prices right now and as soon as they uh, as soon as they start playing you're going to see values start increasing
1: Jesse star stock this right now I want to buy a soccer card right now I want to buy the um, Mbappe we'll do
3: it No, I I think I'm going to. I'm actually looking at prices right now. So, Hector, overall, you would say that this soccer market's been affected just like all the other card market is that mainly everything's been going down in the last couple months or so. But recently, have we seen any bit, uh, bit of a rise or is it still been going down in the recent like maybe few weeks?
0: It just goes up. It's like it's like Wall Street. You know what I'm saying? It it just goes up and down. It goes up and down. Depends depends on who we're talking about. But certain cards, certain cards have been holding value. Um, Certain cards have been rising, but a lot of them have been dropping. A lot of the big ticket items, a lot of the players that, you know, the base cards have been dropping the high end autos and the, you know, the really, really high end stuff has been holding its value. But uh, again, it all depends on the, a, a lot of people are getting scared. They just don't know enough about soccer. So they come in, they buy all these Ronaldo's and Holland's and Fatis that you hear about. And they, they they pay top dollar for them. And then all of a sudden, you know, the market, uh, you know, obviously has a correction. And all of a sudden they're holding the bag because they, they went after the top guys at top peak price. Uh, I mean, you know, if you were smart, you're buying six months ago when nobody was when, when nobody really else was buying. So it really just depends on who you're holding. But like I said, you know, there's certain products out there that you can buy right now and that are just hold great hold products. And it'll be uh, skyrocketing soon.
1: All right, here's what I want. I want the Castro cash pick. We're buying a card at the end of the podcast. We've been doing this thing lately. We just buy stuff because we're idiots. Give me a name right now. Hector, who am I buying? I, I want to hold it for two weeks. I want to bu- hold it for two weeks and flip it. Two Ooh. weeks? That's short. Three weeks. We'll hold it for a while. Hector, I don't want to hold it for a while. I want a quick flip, man. Stay out of this, Jesse. I'm talking to... Ca- Is your last name Castro? Then don't worry about it.
0: I'm going to give you a Hector Castro special, which anybody on Clubhouse that's been there longer than Mike knows about my uh, little shot there right there. But a uh, uh, little uh, part we've been promoting for a while in that in that chat room that certain guys have come along with. Is it the egg? No. <laughs> not the egg. That's Bobby and Sean. No, that's not me. It's called a scam. Uh, okay. Not a scam. Sean, uh, Sean's in it for the real deal. Uh, but the, the the card that I'm going to tell you guys is Brandon Aronson. He's a stud kid. Came out of uh, uh, Philly Union from MLS. He's playing at Salzburg. They just won a championship out there. He was one of the key players in the offense. Now he's probably going to go to RP Leipzig. Okay. He's going to follow his coach who just moved to RP Leipzig. Uh, an American guy. Uh, he just moved there. And now he's going to, to bring on Brandon Aronson with him. He has currently one autograph card on the market. There's only 100 of them. It's by Parkside Collectibles. All right. Parkside cards. Believe it or not, they only sold that freaking thing for like $20. It's amazing. So, so Parkside cards, Brandon Arrington autograph. Uh, that is the card that I would recommend you guys buy. And I would hold on to it for a little bit. And you'll watch that bad boy rise over the next three, four months.
1: There you go. Hector's special. I
3: mean, I, I'm excited. We're about to buy that card. How much is it, Jesse? Uh, we're not buying it on card letter. You it's can't buy anything on, on the card ladder. It was Star. Star. I, I'm sorry. Sorry, not. How much it is it that you're
1: buying it for right now?
3: Um $64.99.
1: What do you think about that price? That's a Brendan Aronson auto. You sure?
3: Wait, Brendan Aronson, right? Brendan Aronson. Yeah, you're looking at probably around
0: two to two to four hundred dollars right now. If oh, for guess. the
3: auto? Okay. Hang on. It's
0: only auto. There's only one hundred of them. It's his first one as well.
3: Okay, we're gonna have to keep looking. Yeah,
0: we'll as look much as it.
1: I, as much as I want to tie up this podcast with Jesse typing, we got a lot of important things to talk about. My mom's coming to town today, Hector. She's making meatballs. We got to get back to the conversation. This is the mom episode.
0: FedEx me a sandwich, bro. Just put it in a wrap, you know. Are you Jesse out of your mind? You think yeah. I'm going
1: to defile a meatball with a wrap?
0: Oh my goodness! Uh, us husky guys have to stick together. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you, you I hear can't,
3: you, Hector. You can't possibly eat enough meatballs like we can, bro. That's true. You can't appreciate it like we could. That
1: might be fair. Hector had a great line about Jesse earlier. I don't think I can actually say on the podcast, but Jesse, Jesse, Hector had a great. I got to tell you after it was actually pretty. I don't know what it meant, but I liked it a lot.
3: I mean, I'm sure I'll understand. You wouldn't
1: You're you going to get, get it. it. It's a big guy thing. Hector, thank you for jumping on. No problem, man. Card Cracks podcast. Make sure you check yes, them sir. out. Yeah. Hector, spouting the football knowledge. Thank you, buddy. I'll catch you later. Talk to you soon. All right, so that was Hector. Like I said, I know Hector from from Clubhouse. I just like the the dude knows the soccer stuff. He's he's made a lot of money with wax and singles. He knows way more than we do. We get a lot of soccer requests. This episode is
2: brought to you by Etsy. Looking to instantly upgrade your Mother's Day gift from typical to meaningful? Shop Etsy. Now until May 12th, get up to 30% off personalized jewelry, style, decor, and so many other items mom will love. And if you want her to know you put a ton of thought into her present, use gift mode. Gift Mode on Etsy takes the stress out of gifting so you can easily find well-crafted, original, and affordable pieces from small shops. Just tap or click Gift Mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com. Then answer a few short questions about mom, and Gift Mode instantly gives you curated ideas based on hundreds of personas. Need something original and affordable for Mother's Day? Etsy has it. Shop until May 12th for up to 30% off gifts for mom. Terms apply.
3: Um, Boom. speaking of soccer requests, since that card was not available, he did go ahead and let us know, um, since we can buy stars on StarSuck, the Mbappe, he said that would be the one. How much is this
1: Mbappe running? 800 bucks?
3: Yes. Well, uh, that's the thing with There, There's offers at 800, but they're not being sold. They're guys are trying to get more. So I am going after a PSA nine. Do you want me to pay asking price or do you want me to pay? What's like the latest sales. Uh so last sale on the Mbappe 9 um PSA 9 was for 350 but the offers are 205 and that's what eBay that's what I mean
1: Yeah I'm not paying half of the, All right this this whole segment just got shot in the foot We're going to we'll buy something after I don't have time today to do the research live <laughs> Mom is flying as Mom's
3: basically here All, all right, right we're done with that Facebook picks you sent me a ton of Facebook garbage. Rattle them off,
1: because I'm almost done with the show. I want right. to eat.
3: <laughs> you know that she actually has to cook you the food. You can't eat the raw meatball, right? Sorry, do you get to see your mother on a <laughs> weekly basis because she lives no. in town? <laughs> then shut it. I do. I do. do, do. Move across country from the family and we'll talk. Oh, my God. No. Otani. Let's talk about the Otani that's being sold for $42,600.
1: Sold last night for like 55 grand. It end, it finished. Ended at 55. Yeah, yeah. Wow. PC Sports Card sold it. it. Uh Nick Nick Piper over at Walk Off Submissions, they subbed it. It was a 2018 Bowman Chrome. So it's his second Bowman auto. His first Bowman was the Prospect Auto from 2018 Bowman. 9510 Red Refractor Auto Otani from 2018 Bowman Chrome sold at like fifty six thousand total. Um was insane. this the one you pulled? Like I know it wasn't this specific card, but did you I pulled an orange version of this? So if that did fifty five. The orange ended up being a PSA ten. I bet the orange were worth thirty five. Really, man. Not I wonder if that guy still has it. At the office. Chad De Benny from Facebook. He's the one who hit that. Chad. I had a couple of monster cards for Chad back in the day.
3: All right. Speaking of cards being speaking sold. Of Chad. <laughs> speaking of Mr. Chad, a um, uh, Brady just set another record.
1: Championship contenders. Uh, BGS nine ten. Sold for 3.1 million. I don't know where this sold at though. Uh that's that's the one issue I have. I'm not entirely sure. Sold last night
3: via uh Lelands.com.
1: Oh, Lelands. Okay, cool. So legit auction house. I don't know if that was with the I wonder if that was with the buyer premium. Either way, 3.1 million, 910 champ championship tickets, contender rookie auto of Brady. Uh Savage. I'm still buying Brady rookie stuff currently. I'm in negotiations for an EX PSA 10. It's a lot of money, but I'd like to get it in
3: negotiations. Um, are there, negotiations. When does that? When do these? Which negotiations just means I lowball
1: somebody and they yelled at me and I'm going to try to really buy it. I think Brady's at a, a good time to buy right now. Somebody asked in the group the other day, what's the better buy Bowman Chrome PSA 10 Brady rookie or Topps Chrome PSA 10 LeBron? Both. I don't like LeBron. His stuff is down right now, though. Basketball market internationally is crazy. I think both of those cards are a great buy right now. So.
3: Here, here's the thing that makes me just a little nervous, and I know you've already said that Brady is like at that legendary status now, so it doesn't really matter what he does. But what if he comes in and like breaks his leg this season or something
1: like really bad? Here's the only thing that legitimately could hurt someone like a Brady or a you know Jeter. Social, some yeah, something horrible you know he's he ends up murdering his whole family yeah <laughs> or you know, something just ter- like that and he yeah. becomes a bad person Okay. other than that th- th- but that's a scary thought with guys like Luka's eye on these other guys they tear an Achilles and they just don't ever come back from it i mean chances are slim but that that's a huge thing
3: what um, if it's not even that what if it's just like poor performance like what if they you they just play noticeably poor and like I mean the obviously last over a
1: long term that would happen but but it's just cuz I, mean, I just Le- wonder
3: about that with LeBron specifically like,
1: oh see, LeBron's another guy though. Would it cool off in season a little bit? Sure. But then when he retires and everything, he will hit he will go back to hitting those high levels. Because okay. all time he's cemented already. Like LeBron's another guy. He could do no wrong at this point. He could literally have a horrible thing and have a leg amputated. And at the end of the day, his prices long term are not going to be affected because it's really? cemented. Okay. Yep.
3: Um, all right. Next one, Darren Ravel tweeted about Michael Jordan, PSA
1: 10's. Yeah, two PSA 10 rookies sold under 300 this past weekend. That hurts. Um, You know, the only reason I like this story, all these donkey MJ fans are always like, oh, the modern stuff dipped. This is why you only buy Jordan. Tell that the guys who only bought Jordan in January and February. His market's Uh down just as hard as everybody else's. So don't give me this nonsense that Jordan stuff is the most untouched. Same with Brady, same with everybody. When a market dips, even Jordan rookies dip. So I just get sick of this arrogant, like, I only buy high-end Jordans. Yeah, how yeah. many people in the world only buy six-figure Jordan cards? Like, good for you <laughs> and your 12 buddies who sit around the knights of the round table. <laughs> Ugh, just a bunch of, cl- I, do, I get so sick of, like, the Jordan Merlin, elitist guys. Get I here. only buy Brady rookies. Oh, I'm a genius then. Look at me. My collection goes up. Just be quiet. I'm not good for you if it does. I don't need you to tweet at us every time like Luca drops, but Michael Jordan didn't. <laughs> be quiet. Enough already. Okay. I don't care. Larry Bird's better, anyways. So okay, deal with it. Bite your tongue. Next. Don't picture. put that on YouTube. Those clo- <laughs> those cellar dwellers <laughs> that didn't you message would me be
3: destroyed. All right. whiny children. Let's go back. Let's let's do a little flashback here to last Thursday's episode. We talked about the Babe Ruth card. We have a little update. Everyone got a little
1: update on this. First and foremost, I was lazy with the story. The headline was most expensive card sale of all time. There, Yeah, this was me just, just grabbing a headline and reading it for no reason. In hey, hey, section.
3: hey, whoa, what are you talking about? First off, you didn't read it. I was the one who talked about it. And second off, I specifically said that we didn't know for sure what it was sold at, but they said around $6 million.
1: I'd like to rephrase. I didn't want some like dramatic phone call from you or a family member of yours. Jesse did this last week without fully vetting it. He no, is completely. it's not fully. Full.
3: I was fully vetted. Bottom line is everyone. There's no way that anybody know, like could have known until they updated the information. They have since updated and said, hey, by the way, we uh, found out that this card is valued at six million. It yeah. did set the all
1: time record over five point two million. Here, Okay, hang on. Even right there. So the sale was private and the guy didn't want figures disclosed. So we are going off the word, not that I have any reason to think he's outright lying, but all I heard officially from Collectible was from the CEO, Ezra, who I've spoken to on our YouTube channel Mm -hmm. privately before and and on air. He said it sold in excess, his exact wording, in excess of 5.2, making it the most expensive sale of all time. Yeah. Here is my problem with this whole thing now, looking back. First of all, the card wasn't even sold fractionally. 1% was offered for 60000 which puts a valuation of $6 million. Card did not sell for $6 million. I don't know what the card sold for anyways. If you're going to make these claims, it's the highest grossing sale of all time. I need to see some receipt. If you know up front, though, let me do my rant before. I know you want to probably come in here with some kindness or something. I don't want it right now. I don't want a kindness. If you're going to come out, though, with this thing of, hey, highest sale of all time, you see the headlines everywhere, you should be just as quick to come out. First of all, don't run with the story anyways. Don't even promote it as the highest sale of all time if the guy's not going to come out with the number. I I don't like this from the start. I just don't love it. It has zero negative effect on collectible because they are still snap-filling fractional stuff. They did it all weekend, even since the retraction was printed. So fine. I'm not saying it's a bad company. I don't like that look. I don't like this thing most value. First of all, maybe it did, maybe it didn't. I don't know, because whoever sold it isn't talking about it. The buyer didn't disclose the amount. I'm going off the work. And then all of a sudden, it didn't go for $6 million, but you valued it at $6 million. I know how fractional works. I understand you have to build in profit for yourself. Don't tout it as a $6 million card. That's okay. my issue here.
3: Your anger is fine. However, I think there is a misunderstanding, because go. from the get-go, there was no... I know when I reported the the card, I said it was six million. However, they did not say they said specifically it was around six million. The
1: story in the and Athletic originally said I know that's six what, million dollar Ruth.
3: That's what every all the stories say six million dollars. Okay, However, so
1: if you as a company see that, I'm not saying you. You I did know, fine. I I'm know. Not I on, know.
3: I'm not saying that. I'm no, just saying we, we we only have the word. No one's looking at the receipts of any of the, the mantle card. That was sold for what five point two.
1: But I have a buyer come in front of it and put his face on it, say, I sold it for five point two. I bought it for that. I don't I don't like it. And I you just want
3: you want pub you want it to be publicly known, sale price and who did it.
1: Or don't do it then.
3: Or just don't talk about it. Come out
1: though and say, Hey, most expensive of all time. And then it's like there's a lot of gray area here. Maybe it was, maybe I don't know. I don't have any reason to doubt it, but I also don't have any concrete evidence that it was. And then the six million dollar card. I don't care who came up with that number. It was in print. I believe it was The Athletic because they then printed a retraction about it. If you as a company see that, my first call would be, hey, you just printed this story. That's not the truth. Nobody seemed to really come out in front of this early. I don't like that type of stuff. Either come out with it or don't. Okay. There needs to be a little more transparency and there needs to be more accountability. You know how I know there's no accountability? Because nobody's talking about it aside from some small things, and because the company is continuing to thrive and snap-fill fractionally. Good for them. I wish those guys success. I didn't like that the story was misleading.
3: I don't think it was a big deal at all.
1: Okay, and I do. Perfect. I think the majority of people agree with you, actually. I don't think most people thought it was a big deal. I happen to think it was, and I didn't like it. Okay. There you go. It's nice when we have different opinions. You're trying to get me mad in my mom's going <laughs> right, I know that else she'll is call anything me Anything else? I want to be done with this in like 10 minutes. I know it's short today. Let's do what, what else Q&A
3: or whoa, 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 oh, whoa. Do we have on. a... We, are we
1: not going to talk about the Facebook message? Uh, Last week
3: we... I was uh, going to skip over it, but if I'll you want to go back.
1: Okay. Last week we put out a thing on Thursday. Hey, somebody... and Come to find out, this person actually gave me Steve Hart's email. I got at 1.10 a.m. this morning... Oh, boy. The most ridiculous <laughs> Facebook Sometimes names and pictures don't match up. This was apparently an alias. I'm not going to say any more information because like, I don't know this person. I don't know if it's a man or a woman either, by the way. So I'm not going to be that specific. I guess we got some information on B- BBC. The Internet's um, a funny place. It's just a you can weird, be anybody you want to be. <laughs> I guess. I don't know what's happening. I'm going to tell you right now. If your name is what this person's was and you have a profile picture that looks like that and it goes to my spam folder. Yep. And it's at 110 in the morning. I don't know that you need to send that message. (laughs) Wait till the following morning. Or acknowledge up front, hey, this is not a joke or a parody account, which is fine. I think the the person is actually going to end up helping us out with some info.
3: It wouldn't even be a thing if it wasn't such good information. It was like valuable information. However, uh, this was just weird. It was just a weird thing.
1: Also, if this person listens to the podcast, they said they do. The last line, it still has me thrown. This is your hobby your homie hookup i don't know what that is i don't know what a homie hookup
3: that's the thing that's all the kids are they're doing homie hookups okay
1: i need this person to message me again not at one in the morning but i need this person to message me again let me know what a a homie (laughs) hookup is plus then i'll know if this person's an actual listener the point being we'll have some information on bbce the whole box wrapping thing um not next show Thursday, by the way. Kevin Clark from the Ringer NFL, the Ringer NFL show is coming on. Yes, sir. Um, I'm excited because I do want to talk about some NFL stuff. I want his, I want his reaction to the Julio Jones news. Oh, that's one of the other pictures.
3: I'm super excited. People about are that.
1: pumped around here, by the way. Me and Jess are in Nashville. People are actually like super excited. Let me just put a little, let's put a little pin in this here. Yeah. Let's calm down with the the Super Bowl <laughs> talk. There's still a guy named Patrick Mahomes who plays for Kansas City, who is like the most I unbelievable quarterback I've ever seen in my life. A 32, 33-year-old receiver going to play with Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry is exciting. I'm not knocking it. I don't know that I'm taking them over the Chiefs just yet.
3: You know what? You know what? I've got one thing to say to them, Mike. Tighten up. Oh, there Hello. it is. Hello.
1: Are you wearing a t- Let's go Titan Titans. Work? Go what Titans.
3: Yeah, what it color is. What that shirt? Yeah, it's um, a Tennessee Titans.
1: People were asking, does this make Julio a buy? Does this make Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown, Tannehill? You know. Yes. I actually like the other three guys. I think the most beneficial guy from this would be A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown stuff, too. He had 1,000 yards as a rookie. He played really well last year. I have to think the Titans are at least a legitimate playoff contender this year. Um, I like the Titans going forward. I like the team. Tannehill, despite how bad he was early in his career, has played really well. I don't know that the Tannehill market comes back, though. The only reason I have no faith in the Tannehill card market is because he played so well the last year and a half. And there's been movement, but I think he's topped out. I just don't think we see that. A.J. Brown, though, was the one, and Derrick Henry's a running back who's had unbelievable back-to-back seasons. I don't think Derrick Henry's market is getting stronger this year. But of all the guys in this equation with Julio getting traded, and even Julio, he's over the age of 30. Look at receivers historically when they move teams over the age of 30. It's just It's And he is unbelievable. At his peak, as good as almost anybody to ever play. At this point, I'm a little cautious. I hope he plays well but i don't know that how well the hobby responds value wise the whole point of this would be if you were looking if you're very optimistic about the situation which i am not i'm not buying any of these guys if i were my number one buy would be aj brown i think he's underpriced for how he's performed he's still a kid i think he's going to play really well this year aj brown out of the whole tighten up equation is my buy there
3: there we go. Are we going to do a straight cash, homie, or do we want to use Hector's picks? I don't have one.
1: No, I don't have a single. I would say you
3: got to use at least Hector's picks on Mbappe because I was since he was on. I was doing a little research on card letter. It shows he this is essentially. It looks like a rise in his value because he okay. bottomed out around seven seven twenty five. So he's
1: on the upswing, now. and
3: he is now on the upswing. Um, okay. He's around eight hundred dollars for a PSA ten about uh $200 for a PSA nine. I think those are, I mean, it seems like a good opportunity because just a few months ago, literally, you know, April was not necessarily this, the, the peak, but it was at
1: $1,400 in April. Yeah. So there's room. And if he's already on the upswing, I do like that trend of buying somebody on the way back up as opposed to waiting for the absolute bottom. Yeah. I think you get burned more trying to do it at the bottom. Um, and the 2020 Bowman soccer, those black boxes, he's not the only person talking about those. I think those are probably a good buy at 120 to 130 bucks. Sealed wax in general, the Bowman brand is strong. If it has good rookies in it, that's not a bad product to buy and just stash away. Um, you know what's
3: interesting too? That Mbappe, like I went back a year on it, and this is so this is before the card market blew up here in 2021. August. He blew up
1: $2,800. $2, that's when soccer last summer is when soccer in the card market really started having its moment. Guys, plenty of guys like Hector and other guys were in it before that, but that's when soccer really started having its moment.
3: Man, that's crazy. Uh, right. There were
1: a couple other things, just briefly. Indy sent us this, a Wilt Chamberlain auto. Oh, it's yeah. It's a PSA 10. It's from the 19, man, is that a 1999? Yeah, the Upper Deck Retro, on card Wilt Chamberlain. He has almost nothing pack-pulled autograph because he, he died before, you know, not long after autographs in packs became a thing. Sold on eBay a couple of days ago, maybe even been yesterday, for a hundred and eighty-eight thousand. Will Chamberlain's market is insane for auto stuff. Yeah. I, like.
3: I was gonna say that card, like the number of it, it's a hundred and basically it's hundred and eighty nine thousand. So it's hundred and eighty eight, nine eighty eight. So a hundred and eighty nine thousand. I mean, I think it's good, but is that worth it? Like, is do you think 189?
1: I have no idea. I don't know what's done traditionally. Okay. By the it way, just, just got a nice little picture from a guy. I mailed him some cards that he bought. Package was received. Half the cards were missing. Bag was ripped open when it got there. Perfect.
3: Oh, I'm going to be talking about that in the news segment on Thursday, Perfect. actually. about okay. uh, Don't tease it too hard. No, no, no. Just uh, safety.
1: Um, the other picture I sent, I think you avoided it because it's a little... I was irritated about this.
3: I did avoid it because of that, yes. I'm going to
1: talk about it real quick because we oh. ended on a good note. Brian Gray, the CEO of Leaf, owner of Leaf uh, Card Company, Basically tweeted today, if people are selling Luca on a panic today, you have no business in the the card speculation market. He's going to be unbelievable. There is an absolute flaw with that line of thought. Cards rise and dip, and it is almost never on-court related. Luca stuff is going to dip, not because people think he's not going to be the next goat in the league, because he is, and I think he absolutely will be. But the guy just lost a playoff series. The base market across the board is way down. I think if you sold your Luca cards today, you could buy them back in at 25% less before the season starts. So I don't I have no issue with people's. Now, if it's ultra high end stuff, nobody's selling, nobody is panic selling numbered Prism Luca stuff today. Nobody is panic selling Luca ultra high end RPAs. People are selling, I don't even call it a panic sell. I think it's a strategic move. They're selling PSA 10 based stuff Prism, Select, Don Russ, Optic. Fine. You can sell that because the perception still is, like I commented on the Twitter thread, the base is bad, it's overproduced, and it's not going to hold long-term. Luca could come out next year, and you're talking four to six more months before we see competitive, like, meaningful, regular season basketball. Mm-hmm. He could come out next year on average a triple-double the first month. If the card market is still in a dip six months from now, and people still have the perception that base cards in particular are bad, his stuff is going to sell much less then than it is right now. So I don't understand this thought that selling it right now is a bad thing. I think I would sell it now, too, and you could just buy in on the dip. And then he responded with, well, a year from now, they're going to sell for 800 bucks in the playoffs. I'll take that bet. Yeah, in the playoffs. Okay, a year from now, now we're going to speculate on what the card market's doing in a year on Prism-based <laughs> stuff? This is the problem. That's hard Again, to do. Yeah. If you're going to go out and buy stuff, Brian, go nuts. Like, load up. Do whatever you want. I don't know. And I complimented Leaf Metal Football. I'm not all negative on, on Leaf and on Brian in particular. But this this thing of, like, insult, I, I just, I'm not a fan. I just, I I, I don't.
3: We, you guys did end on a good note, you said, though, right? Yeah, we did. I ended with, yeah, I
1: agree. He's like the best, gonna be the best player in a few years. Okay, there you go. Point being, though, I don't, what, that has nothing to do with his card value. Luke is okay. unbelievable. His card markets are half, his cards are half what they were last year in the playoffs. Is that cause he doesn't, is that cause he's not as good as he was then? No, it's because the card market is mainly pushed by hype and postseason performance and things that have a big deal, like big meaning. The fat, no one is going to sit here and argue Luca's is not going to be a top three guy in the league two years from now. Does that mean I want to be holding a bunch of prism cards then that I bought today at eight hundred dollars? Me? No, I don't want to do that.
3: So the guys holding Luca that don't want to sell him be prepared for a 20 to 25 percent drop on the base saying. stuff.
1: I think we're going to see the base stuff continue to drop He's Okay, out of the playoffs bases. You know, again, people are talking everywhere about population report. Yeah, I think it still drops.
3: I noticed you did not reference the uh, tweet that was right under it in the screenshot about Skip Bayless and the senile old uncle.
1: <laughs> Skip Bayless reminds me of a senile old uncle Remus that should be put in a home and not allowed on Twitter. He is, although he does this to get a reaction, and he did. Like, he literally will come out and predict the 16 teams in the playoffs, they're all going to win for this reason. And then when one of them wins, see, I told you I was right. And the guy locks his cap lock button and just goes to town on Twitter (laughs) telling you how smart he is. I just, yeah, I, I, I have no use for Skip Bayless. And you know what? Skip Bayless has no use for me. And he doesn't know we exist, so it's okay. We have an understanding. I don't know why
3: I needed you to just get a little angrier, but I felt the need to point that out. All right. I'm
1: done. I'm done.
3: Let's go. Let's get ha- Let's get to the happy mode with a little Q&A before Mog gets Rapid here.
1: fire. I got to go. Give me three to five real quick, and then we'll go super heavy on Thursday because we owe them. And I will not put out the mailbag uh, feeler on Thursday. We'll just catch up with it.
3: No, no, no. Put out the mailbag feeler. All all right, we're Just read do three the questions.
1: Five. That's enough. Mike. My- <laughs> Okay. Are you still coming to dinner? Is that what I mean? What is it
3: like to work with what? Mike? You ask. Oh, it's great. It's really nice. It's a I cut your check every day. Yeah, checks
1: in on the today. I Can't you're wait for that.
3: Be- I'm looking forward to it. Oh, I <laughs> bet you Make are. It it's it.
1: horrible working for <laughs> me for the amount <laughs> you're getting paid. I can put up with some punishment, bell.
3: Mike, uh, and five thank figures you on that check this month. From, bro. So um, why
1: do we, we to talk about it? How about a thank you? You know what? I'm just saying. No, it's so difficult and terrible to work with. Oh, Two hours of abuse. Two hours of abuse a week, and this is what I get. You that know what?
3: living in luxury. Guys, if you want to know what it's like to feel so demeaned, try and be on a podcast with Bill and Mike. And you got, you have to literally yell so that you can be talk, talking over two guys from Boston.
1: Boston guys are the hard, hardest guys to talk over. Did yeah. I not, let's have a moment of sincerity. Did I not have you back the first time? Oh, I'm and not saying not that. Te- and did I not tell Bill last time, you be nice to Jesse or I'll be taking over
3: his network. You were a sweetheart. Maybe and, not that part. Well, you no, don't say that. Uh, that was a joke. Just to be clear, well, uh, they no, no. To take over the no, no, no. I'm saying in general. Like I'm talking from any time I've ever talked to anybody from the Northeast, yep. it is hard to have a conversation with two guys from the Northeast. It, Conversely,
1: I, mean, I would say the women who share your last name also have that same um, reputation. So i be mean in a room with my wife, her sister, her mom, your wife. Any of the Four Gibsons. or five of them in a room. That's true. You do you, not speak. You do get dominated You don't even speak when spoken to. There's no reason to. And then if you talk, they just get louder. It's tough. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of yelling at the table tonight. I imagine that. I'm A excited. lot of yelling and your kid taking meatballs. <laughs> She's not going to eat. It's going to be awesome. I'm eating
3: those. All right, quick. The so Facebook brings us Mike. Oh, he, he even spelled it out for me. Corderoni, thank you, Mike, for telling me how to spell or pronounce that. Complimenting Mike, can we get oh there? <laughs> <laughs> with BGS and PSA both shut down now, would you be leaving your patch and/or auto cards raw, or sending to SGC
1: asking for PC and selling? First of all, if you haven't heard already, we have a big partnership with SGC. Thick patch autos, I'm not sending to SGC. I don't care how much they pay us a month; they're awesome. I love the company. I I don't like their patch autos. I would keep those. And, and hold, I hold patch autos with BGS. Simple autograph cards that are thin, like a Bowman Chrome autograph card. If it's crazy high end, I'm, I'm sending a PSA Express. The majority of everything else though, autograph only, not the thick patch cards. I would send to SGC right now. Absolutely. I like that you were so diplomatic in that. And I fully acknowledge, by the way, for all the trolls out there, SGC pricing, I am speculating as much as anything that it is going to continue to rise with yes. the marketing and with the notoriety it's starting and with the amount of slabs hitting the market. So yes, I am banking on their pricing continuing to increase. That's why I've started using them. A lot yes. of you guys
3: think we know the future, but yes, you did. We are speculating. Thank you for clarifying that.
1: Know the future? You think I would have invested all the money I have in these <laughs> cards if I knew the future? That's very true. <gasps> Michael Ferraro from the Facebook. It's, it's Ferrario. This is the Nintendo mm-hmm. guy. I, I know, Mike. It's Ferrario. Move okay. along.
3: <laughs> I, I was not going to stop. Okay, what's the best way to sell raw cards in the $1 to $5 range? Are they
1: worth consigning? Somebody else asked me this. I don't know. That cheap? I would make like, I would bundle like player lots or just post a whole lot of them on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, you could try them selling them as a lot, but individually, I don't think there's a lot of money to be made consigning those. Yeah, I don't mess around with a ton of like super low and stuff like that. Anyways, if you go to a card show, dollar boxes always sell out. So you could try that as well. Um, But yeah, I don't I don't I don't think consignments a good option for those. No.
3: Okay. Uh, Ben Pevin from the Facebook. Mike Geo, you have said that you don't believe in the NBA market, uh, that the market's collapsing. What would you have to see to think
1: it's collapsing? I'd have to see super high end stuff really take a dip. That Wilt Chamberlain would need to send next, sell next month for like 80,000. And now granted, it's happened with some high end. Michael Jordan stuff is super dipped. But talk to the amount of guys who are still investing and buying hard in the NBA. I just think the NBA is still in a dip right now. But this like collapse, what does that mean? Luca cards are selling for 800 bucks still. Is that a collapse or is that just a, a, a hard correction? Yeah, okay. I mean, I, don't, I think it's a hard correction. We came off a weak rookie class. We've had some of the biggest stars eliminated from the playoffs. I think the dip continues. I don't think it's over right now, but I don't think it's going to collapse. Again, I don't even know what that means. Like, if Luca Prism cards started selling for 300 bucks in a month, I'll call it a collapse.
3: Sure. Okay. There we go. Walt Kruger from the Facebook. Kruger? Oh, yeah. From the
1: Seinfeld. Okay, good.
3: <laughs> for those of us with a backlog of Kobe, Jordans, et cetera, cards that we collected as kids and are now grading, have we missed the big payday and should just sell and be happy with current profit? Or. Do we hold for another five, 10 years hoping for another big
1: spike? There's no wrong answer with those two. You can hold them right or you can sell them right now and make your money. I'm all set with a. I mean, if you've held them since you're a kid, it's a big financial win. No problem. If not, I would then hold them. What I would not do is, okay, I'm gonna go month to month for the next three to six months. Hey, has it dipped? Is the dip over yet? Either put them away and wait or sell them right now.
3: Um I like that answer because I know I've gotten from my brother-in-law this week alone. He was going through his uh, shoebox. I feel like that's still happening. In law?
1: Who's your brother? Cavs.
3: Cavs. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that guy. You saw him All at right. the gym that one time with the Cavs. All right. Eight Jack. Years ago. Yep. Jack Willis from the Facebook. What becomes the new investor card as more people move away from base prison due to high pop count?
1: Oof. That's a good question. I think it stays in the prism realm and we just see be, I think silvers are gonna be a really popular, because if you're talking about a card like that, it would have to be something that's accessible. Now so to like clarify, you-
3: wait, 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 when you say silver, like, so when we go t- up to a color, silver is the most populous color?
1: Silver, yeah, because it's not numbered. After that, you okay. start getting into color cards that are numbered. Okay. Because people talk about this, it would have to be like, for it to be like, accepted as an investment card, it can't be like the one-on-one logo, men. Those sure. are great investments. But one person's gonna own that. The National Treasures RPA, even there's a hundred of them. I don't think that's a card that like generally will define a market, although it will do well and, and hold value. I think Prism Silvers and Select Silvers at a lower entry point will be kind of the two. I think it kind of goes from base. The next one that becomes kind of that level of entry is the silver to me.
3: Okay. Um that's good. I was actually wondering that myself. Uh okay. Joe Stellato, uh, we can make this our last one too, because you may have a little information. So, someone asked this question this week, but this question specifically came from last week's mailbag. Can you talk about redemption cards broadly? I find it to be the oddest thing in the hobby. For so much of this year's Panini basketball product, the most sought-after valuable cards were Lamelo Autos, which were mostly redemptions. redemptions. Yet, when you speak with many collectors, there are so many horror stories of waiting months, if not years, years, yeah. to get redemptions back. Some never get back at all. How is this okay? I think it's brutal. Yeah, I think it's, <laughs>
1: it's not okay. So this is all cr- true, just to be clear. Some. I, I also think I can honestly say the only card I ever had to wait years for was a Drew Lock card. I've had some pretty big redemptions and Drew Locke's garbage anyway, so I wasn't mad about it. You legit um,
3: had to wait a year. How is that even a Yeah, chance? and
1: then like along the way though, like every six months or so, hey, would you like a replacement? You know, uh, I, I think it's thanks. I mean, if you're gonna use a redemption, I, I wish you would just wait and have the guy, but but I would also rather have a Lamello redemption there than just no Lamello auto at all. Like, oh, we couldn't get him to sign, we're gonna make the product without. I don't like that option either. I don't know what the oh. solution is though. How do you get everybody to sign on time? I don't know.
3: So that's why they do redemptions is because they're not they able to get the guy yet. to sign yet.
1: Yeah. So I, as miserable as that is, I don't know how you. I don't know how you solve that. Sadly. Interesting. If it's a card you really like, wait on the card. Be miserable waiting, but wait on the card. If it's is, something you don't care about, take a replacement. Is there much hey, market there was though a, for selling like to resell a redemption card that you pull? Well, that's the other thing. You can re you can sell the redemption right off the bat. Just don't redeem it. If you're going to redeem it, you're going to make more money. You're going to wait. That's the trade-off. So sell it immediately or wait until it actually physically comes in and sell it then. There was a question on the Facebook one, the very bottom thing about um, Daniel Kim. I had a note here. Yeah, Daniel Kim. Read this one because it comes across very negative, but I actually thought it was a good point. I don't remember. It's about new collectors, something.
3: All right. So Daniel Kim says, cards are a game from factory printing issues to buying a card off eBay and having it show up uh, OC with soft corners. What's OC? Off center. Off center with soft corners. Always been the issues. Always will be. Where is the line uh, with helping out new collectors? A lot seem lazy, not wanting to do the footwork or even look up comps.
1: Yeah, overall points. Like, hey, guys posting in the group. Twitter, Instagram, hey, you know, what's this card going to grade? Let me just tell you right now, most people don't know any better than you do. Look at graded cards, the exact card you have. Look at a graded A10. Look at a graded A7. Use your judgment and see what you think it's going to grade. You know, go on eBay and view some of the high-res pictures. He has a point. A lot of guys now, and I don't... There's a flip side, though. If you're brand new coming into the hobby and have no clue and you post a card up, especially in the Facebook group, fantastic. That's why I approve the posts. I want people who are new to come into the space, and we all should want that. Growth is good, but there's a balance. Like, if after a month or two, you're still asking the same rookie questions, you're just lazy. Now, the first week you're in there, I don't think you're lazy because you don't know any better, and a lot of guys don't know where to go for information. That's fine. But like, hey, what's this card worth? It's numbered to (laughs) 18000 (laughs) <laughs> Go anywhere in the world that sells cards and look. You can tell for yourself. Now, if that same card is numbered one of five and it's a jersey number, what's this worth? I have no idea. That's a valid question. Some things are hard to price out. but there ha- So there's a balance. I, I, Daniel's point is do some research on your own first. My point is some guys are not even to the level yet of where do I do actual valid research. So it's, it's, it's hit and miss. But overall, I, I kind of like this point. In that Facebook group setting, you... People need to start doing their own research for sure.
3: Now, if guys want to know more about like how cards are graded and stuff like, is don't we have a guy who will grade on camera for them? Like, yeah, live? Nick Piper at Walk
1: Off Submissions does live assessments.
3: Like, so he'll take the card. He'll look take your over. card up.
1: Hey, this will probably grade a seven for X, Y, Z. He even fills a little, uh, like a little report card for the card. That's cool, I though. Recommend, that's why he's one of our, he's great. I think he does an awesome job doing it. He will go live. And show you how to do it. So,
3: so, if guys, want to learn more? That's an option. Okay, cool. Yep.
1: Um, My wife just said she's on her way back. I gotta go. Okay. Back from the, can so, we,
3: can we do last question? Because I've been meaning to real. talk about yeah, this. Quick, All right. Quick. This one's more for me anyway. Roger uh, Armijo, I believe. What's going on with Muds? Um, so, just to clarify, Muds is the company that bought up Tops. Uh, well, they merged. Facts. We get it. Go yep. Ahead. So they have been trading much lower. They spiked, I think, to 18 or something. Under now 12 now. Yeah, it's somewhere right around 12 today, I think. Bottom line is uh, with the news that came out about uh, MLB signing on with you know Vaynerchuk and uh, uh, whatever, whoever else's company for NFTs. So that was the big thing about MUDS coming out was, you know, we got NFTs. That's going to be a lot of money. However, NFT market has cooled off and MLB is now saying we're going with these other guys. So that's one big reason. The other big reason is a lot of that stuff is with the crypto market. And the crypto market has been down the
1: last few weeks. ETH hit like 2850 again this weekend. I know. 27 right now. Uh, At least it came back up.
3: But bottom line is, I think that's what's affecting MUDs. Um, I don't know what it takes right now with NFT market being so soft, what it takes to bring it back up.
1: There you go. All right. Sports cards, nonsense. Make sure you check it out. Uh, brought to you by the ringer podcast network powered by spotify you can listen to it anywhere you get your podcasts uh you can only leave reviews on apple so listen there only if you want to leave re- uh, don't even listen there just don't listen there review, just leave the review and come back to spotify <laughs> and don't even think about xm radio jesse oh, knows that all no, we well. don't talk about that we're no. on facebook instagram twitter tiktok anywhere else you can imagine sports cards nonsense and we're going to start sharing the link jesse has it now he's going to share it today yeah youtube youtube forward slash sports cards nonsense we do like supplementary stuff on YouTube of our own things, things we don't bring on the show. Uh, you can start building that up as well. So there you go. Jesse, thank you. I will see you people tonight. All do right, me a favor. Bye. On the way over here, stop and feed your whole family at like Wendy's <laughs> and then come to the house.
3: I'm getting that JBC combo.
1: Good deal. All right, guys. Have a good weekend. We'll see you. Oh, have a good week. It's Monday. I got the day right until now. Just you hang, hang on. <laughs> Goodbye.